chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Amen. And let us know not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith my father we give you glory and honor we thank you for your word we pray that you will speak to us speak into our lives release grace and anointing in this place that the proclamation of God's word will be effective productive and fruitful father may the church of Jesus Christ be edified this morning in Jesus name we bind every critical spirit every thought that riseth itself against the knowledge the will and the spoken word of God to you be the victory lord in Jesus name we pray and the church said amen please be seated thank you amen hallelujah good to be in the house of the lord this morning amen this morning the message is titled due season the due season amen the due season God the creator in creation put into motion various seasons and based on where you are you and I also experience those seasons in our lives well if you and i are located in the northeast we are blessed with spring summer fall and winter well then we have the special seasons the special seasons are the hurricane season the tornado seasons and on and on but as individuals we also experience various seasons in our lives seasons of abundance seasons of scarcity seasons of prosperity seasons of poverty seasons of barrenness seasons of bountifulness seasons of health seasons of wealth seasons of power seasons of position seasons when you are broke busted and disgusted praise god every seasons as we experience various seasons in our lives heaven is merciful heaven releases showers dews from heaven 
It drenches our soul in the barren seasons, in the dry seasons, in the dry spells of our lives. The dews of heaven would drench us, would refresh us, would equip us, would give us hope to move forward in our lives. But this morning, I want to present before you a special, unique season from the Word of God. It is known as the Dew Season, not D-E-W, but D-U-E, the Dew Season of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Dew Season of God is initiated and put into motion by God himself. But it is in response to our actions. It is in response to the word of God. It is in response to the obedience to the principles of God's word. When we abide by the word of God. When we align ourselves to the will of God. When we put ourselves within the framework of God. God initiates, puts into motion the due season. And this due season of God is unique. It brings with it a blessing that fills, that satisfies our soul. Praise the Lord. The due season of God. How many of you have experienced the due season of God. Amen. May I have witness this morning. Have you experienced the due season of God? Praise God. We all have experienced the due season of God from time to time. Here, Apostle Paul writing to the Galatians, he is telling the condition that is required to meet and to experience this Due season in our lives. This is what he says. And let us not be weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Praise God. Hallelujah. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Praise God. Look at that. Paul is saying, listen. Don't be weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap. If we faint not. If we not give up. If we don't call it quits. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Praise God. Still trading Still using the agricultural imagery of seed time and harvest. Apostle Paul here, he's admonishing his readers to persevere in faith. To continue in faith. To continue in the principles of God's word. To abide by the principles of God's word. To obey the word of God. And he's assuring that at the proper time, God will fulfill his promise and bring to pass 
the blessing that is ordained for you and for me. Praise God. What do we have to do? Well, in order to have this season. What season, Jonathan? What season? Due season. What season are we in now? We are in. We are in. We are in. Fall. Yes, we can experience the due season if we do not get weary in doing, in doing, in doing, say it, doing good. Okay, well, what is good? What is good? Well, I want to tell you by saying, first of all, our God is good. Our God is good. And God who is good wants his people to be good. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is good, therefore we got to be good. Uh-huh. That's right. God is good so that we got to be? We got to be good. Good to who? Good to who? Good to who, Sheena? Good to? Good to each other and good to A-L-L. -L. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. Put within the context. We don't want to overlook the context, okay? Praise God. Within the context, when you read Galatians chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 6, Paul is talking about seven different things. And it's important that we touch that before we venture forward. Look at the seven things that Paul is talking about in Galatians chapter 5 and 6. Okay, Now, Paul is giving instruction to the people, to the church in Galatia, Galatia. And this is what he says, the seven things that he's talking about. Number one, he is talking about expelling the agitators. Woo! Number two, he is talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. Number three, he is talking about keeping in step with the Spirit and manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. Number four, he is talking about the practice of church discipline whereby you pick the fellow who has fallen by the side. Number five, he is talking about bearing one another's burden. Number six, and examining our own life in the light of the judgment seat of Christ. Number seven, using our material blessings to provide for those who labor among us. Praise the Lord. Hello. So how many things he's talking about? Seven things. After talking about the seven things, he's summarizing all these things. Putting it in four little words. Using four little words. He says, what is he saying? He's saying what? Do not be weary in doing good. Praise God. So this good that he's talking about, primarily he's talking about 
putting all these seven things together and he's saying that do not be weary in doing good doing good is not only just giving a helping hand doing good is not only giving for charity doing good is fulfilling the law of Christ praise the lord hallelujah praise god now having understood that we want to say what is doing good there is nothing more than good than sharing the good news that is good praise god sharing the good news is a good thing that you can do for your people around you people around you and all the people fulfilling any god given task fulfilling any god given assignment diligently is a good work that we are doing serving giving ministering sharing all these things fall under good praise god hallelujah so paul is saying do not be weary in doing doing good why did paul feel it necessary to remind the galatian believers do not be weary in doing good some of these things we know that as christians are basic or primary it is required of us to be good listen some things might be primary some things might be required some things might be basic but even the basic things ought to be reminded again and again because we have a tendency to forget we have a tendency to overlook we have a tendency to simply ignore the very basic things the very basic virtues of christian life hallelujah praise god and there are of course so many hindrances and stumbling blocks that stand in a way that we do not or we forget or we get tired of doing good praise god how often we meet unworthy ungrateful people that make us weary praise god often we see the need around us is overwhelming overwhelming needs we surround us constantly giving constantly pouring constantly sharing constantly ministering can't constantly involve ourselves in doing good can make us weary when you are you continue to be a blessing to people and there is no response we are often we often get weary in doing that which is good therefore paul does well to confirm and he's saying that we have to make sure that we do not get weary in doing good listen to paul's message to the galatians he's saying listen guys don't quit don't give up 
you will be faced with temptation where you want to throw the towel and call it quits saying I have done so much I have given so much I have given my time my energy my resources I don't see no good thing coming we all will be in a place where we are tempted to give up and Paul is saying hey guys don't quit don't give up don't begin to lose heart Praise God. Having begun well in the spirit, we need to continue in it. We need to persevere in it. We need to press on to it. We need to press forward to it lest we become weary and tired. Praise God. Give in to petty bickering, petty arguments and call it quits. Paul says, let us not become weary in doing good. Praise God. Nehemiah is a very good example of a man who did not get weary in doing good. He was involved in what? We know. He was involved in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and Sanballat and Tobiah. The neighboring, neighboring people's kings or leaders comes and talks to him. Request him to have an audience with him. Five times to come and meet with them. But all five times, Nehemiah told Sanballat and Tobiah that he was not coming, becoming off the wall because he was doing a great work and will not come down. Praise God. Most often, quite often, good men and women of God, they fall down, they, they, they call it quits because they could not persevere, they could not keep up with the good work that was assigned to do. Praise God. We need to understand that God has called each and every one of us to do a good work. Praise God. Maybe it's in the form of help. Maybe it's in the form of aid. Maybe it's in the form of charity. Maybe it's in the form of teaching. Maybe it's in the form of sharing. Maybe it's in the form of ministry. Maybe it's in the form of doing various things for the Lord. The Lord has given each and every one of us assignments. And he expects us to do it without becoming weary in doing good. Praise God. What God has assigned us with, he expects us to finish the task that is given. That is the model that our role model, Jesus, has set. This is what Jesus said. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. And the worship said, my food is, the, is, is, the, is to fulfill the task that is given at hand and to finish it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Determined to stay the course of whatever assignment that God has given you and finish it up. Look at what Paul is saying. This is what he says when you look at the last part of verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Listen, there is a promise. There is a motivation not to give up. What is that motivation? Yes, what is the motivation? What is the motivation? We will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, 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 do not give up. Do not give up. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen. He adds this word of motivation to motivate, to encourage the people of God to continue in doing good. Praise God. At the proper time. That's the word he used. In due season, we will reap a harvest. Now, the word due season or proper time is, is translated, the word kairos is given. The kairos time of God. The kairos time of God is a very unique timing of God. In Galatians 4.4, 4, Apostle Paul uses that same same term to show the fulfillment or the appointed time of God where the Son of God came into this world. Praise the Lord. And he uses the same term, the Kairos time, to talk about the coming, the second advent of Jesus Christ, which is going to happen. And here, he uses the same term, the Kairos time, the due season, the time when God's grace, when God's blessings will flow into our lives. Praise the Lord. Now, this is very important that we understand. Paul is using the metaphor of sowing and reaping to convey a message. But when he's using that metaphor, he is telling, he's using the picture or the imagery of harvest of agriculture. And those who have done any kind of farming, at least if you have seen your parents plant stuff behind in your backyard, you know there is a time to plant, there is a time to sow, and there is a time to reap. There is a time to plant, and there is a time to pick and pluck. So anybody who's involved in some kind of farming has an idea. What is that idea? What is the idea? They have a rough estimate of the time to reap and the time to sow. Three time to sow and time to reap. They have a rough estimate. Every farmer, anybody who's involved in any kind of farming has a rough estimate, an idea about when to sow and when to expect the reaping. But when it comes to the spiritual truth, we need to understand those who are involved in doing good, 
those who are involved in the work of the Lord, those who are involved in laboring for the Lord, those who are involved in the labor of love, this is what the catch is. We do not know when is the due season. Hello? Don't know. We don't know when the payoff is coming. We don't know when you are going to be blessed. You work for a week, you get a paycheck, right? End of the week, Friday you get a pay paycheck. Or in two weeks you would get a paycheck. We know that. We know when to expect it. But those who are involved in this spiritual exercise, in this ministry, we do not know when we are going to reap. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be a day from now. It might be an year from now. And we, since we do not know when the reaping is going to take place, we need to do what? Persevere. 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 Keep on doing the good. Keep on ministering. Keep on investing. Keep on pouring. Keep on loving. Keep on living. Keep on doing that which is good because the Bible says, God's word says, if we continue, there is a due season when we will reap a harvest. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I am expecting a harvest. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. It might not come the time that you have, you have projected, but it, it will come because it's backed by what? What is it backed by? It is backed by the word of God. Praise God. It is backed by what, Alvin? It is backed by the... It is backed by the... Don't laugh. I'm going to ask you guys right away. Then you'll have to... We all will have to laugh with you. We, it is backed by the Word of God. What's so unique about the Word of God? What's the unique about Word of God? No change. Un changing word heaven and earth will pass away but the word of God will not pass away God is not slack concerning his promise if he has promised if he has given his word it will come to pass so we bank on what we bank on the promises of God we bank on what we bank on the promises of God. Learn to bank on the promises of God because the payoff is sure and the payoff is B-I-G. What is it? Big. Amen. This is what the word of God says. Cast your bread upon the waters and after many days it will, it shall surely come back to you. Amen. Up there, my friend, are you banking on the promises of God? Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Yes, after many days, it will come back to you. The ultimate harvest is assured, but it will only come at the due season ordained by God. What do we have to do? We have to remain true to God's word and continue to do the good work. We all know about William Carey. William Carey arrived in India in 1793. Day and night he worked among the masses. Every day he did. For seven long years, he found nothing. He could not see any results. Not a single person was saved through his hard labor that he put in day after day. And this is what he writes to his sister in England. And I'm going to read out a part of the letter that he wrote. This is what he says. I feel as a farmer does about his crop. Sometimes I think the seed is springing and thus I have hope. A little blast all and my hopes are gone like a cloud. They were only weeds which appeared or if a little corn sprung up, it quickly dies being either choked with weeds or parched up by the sun of persecution. Yet, I still hope in God and will go forth in his strength and make mention of his righteousness, even only his own. End quote. That was William Carey. For seven years, he labored without seeing any fruit. In December 28 of 1800, Carey baptized his first convert in the river Ganges named Krishna Paul, a carpenter who came from a Hindu background. And the rest was history. How through his mission work, how he was able to impact a whole nation. Folks, there is a due time for every ministry that you are doing. Every good work that you are doing for the Lord. If you do not become weary, even when there is a possibility, even when there is a change, even when you see all odds stacked against you, no sign of hope, you and I can trust and bank on the promises of God for God's word assures us there is a D-U-E season in the season of God that is going to open up before you, open up about you, allowing you to be drenched from the dew of heaven and be enriched and to see and to experience the fruit of your labor. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. How often we look around us to do that good work. Praise God. We are seeking and searching places and projects to do the good work when at times it is in our homes itself. Praise God. Quite often we tend to look outside when we have, praise God, the good work 
that we can do right around us in our homes. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you guys have heard about Susanna Wesley? You know how many children did Susanna Wesley have? Huh? Anybody? 15, 14. She had 19 children in 21 years. 19 children in 21 years. 10 of them died. And she was left with how many? Nine. And it was not this day and age where they had, you know, labor-saving. We have, we have labor-saving devices at home, time-saving devices at home. Those days they did not have. This was a busy, busy, busy bee mom. Praise God. But she raised up her children, and she did such a good job. Every day she would take time, one by one of her children, take them inside, and orient them in the things of God. She continued to do this. And two of her children, the world knows them today as Charles and John Wesley's. Praise God. I want to encourage the moms and the dads in the house this morning. We don't have to at times go out. God has given us children in our homes where we can invest and do good, share the good news with them, and they in turn will become good citizens who can impact this nation and the nation around us. Praise the Lord. You know, the other day the Lord led me into praying, praying for this church, praying for the young people of this church, that the young people of this church will rise up to new levels. Praise God. We thank the Lord for all the young people in this church, the children in this church who are motivated, who are focused, who are successful in various fields. And it is my prayer that the field will, will continue, to, continue to span and increase and our horizons will just broaden and we will step out of the known realms into the Unroll, unknown realms. Praise God. Even into the realms of becoming leaders in this land. Is it possible? I believe it. Believe it or not. I believe it. Praise God. The other day, I was encouraged after the election results. You know what was I encouraged about after the uh, election results? What was it? Anybody, any clue? Come on, say it. What was the election results? Our prayers are answered, of course. You know who he voted for. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Of course, our prayers are answered. Yes? What else? We have a majority in the, in the Congress and in the Senate. Did you know, maybe in, in, in America we did not hear, we were like constantly looking at the news as we were traveling back home. Did you know that there is an Indian American in the Congress from Illinois? When I read that, I said, wow, that gives me what? 
hope. Don't think that your color or your pedigree or your background or your family or your culture can stop you. No. I want you to see beyond. I want you to enter into zones that no one has gone from our communities. Think different. Think out of the box. Parents, encourage your children to become what they can through Jesus Christ. My Bible says we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Praise God. Think out of the box. Well, that's in the Congress. Now, did you know that there is a senator? An Indian American senator from California. Hello? Of course, we know about the two governors, right? Governor from Louisiana, Bobby Jindal, and governor from South Carolina, Nikki. What does that tell you? I want you to look at yourself this today when you go home. Look into that mirror and tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to be more than what it seems to be. Praise God. God has invested in you. And your parents are investing in you. I want you to think out of the box. Praise the Lord. And we want to see every one of you succeed and make an impact upon this nation. Praise God. Not only in the field of medicine, but venture into the field of politics, not church politics. We don't need church politicians. What we need, good, godly politicians in this country that can impact this nation. Amen. It is possible. It is possible. And I believe that the young people who are seated in this house, you will make a difference. All things are possible. Praise God. Persevere. Do not be weary in doing good. If you would persevere, if you do not give up, if you don't call it quits, I'm telling you, you can make it because there is a due season in the calendar of God that God has marked for you and for me. And God wants you and I to experience that due season that is ordained with your name and my name. All you and I have to do is we continue in the word of God. Believe in the promises of God. Bank on the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. If we do not give up. Look at the verse 10. This is what he says. What does he say in verse 10? Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us good do to all. As we have opportunity. Praise God. Hey, look for what? Look for what? Opportunity. Look for that opportunity. There is opportunity. Look for that opportunity. Do you and I are 
salvation. We have been authorized and empowered by a good God to do good. If God is good and good God expects his people to do good to all. Why? God does good to all. He sends the sun and the rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. So look for that opportunity to do good. Get used to it. Because when you minister, you are ministering to all. When you govern, you're governing all. When you are in leadership, you're leadership for all. When you are involved in ministry, in sharing, in giving, in pouring out your life, do good to all, especially to the people of the house, old of, household of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look for that opportunity and God will grant us that grace to do it. Praise God. Do not be weary in doing good. Make sure you're investing your time, your energy, your resources, your ability in things that would stand the test of time. Yes, will stand in eternity as well. Remember, God remembers and rewards and delights in everything that you do as for the good Lord. Amen. Shall we rise up before the Lord? We're going to pray and we're going to conclude. Praise God. This morning, have you become weary in doing good? Because you did not see the results that you expected and according to your calculation and according to your timetable. The Bible assures us that there is a due season where you're going to reap and harvest. God has in harvest for us. We have to persevere in doing good. Therefore, trust in God and the word of God. Bank on the promises of God. And God will give you the grace to continue and to press on. My Father, we give you glory and honor, Lord. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that we will continue to do good. Good to all. Good to specially those who are in the household of faith. And we pray that none will get waxed in the spirit, become tired and weary of doing good, but like Nehemiah, will continue to do the task and finish the task that is at hand. Give us the grace to believe you, Lord, to trust you, Lord, to bank on your promises for every promise is yea and yea in Christ Jesus. And for your glory, we say amen to it, Father. We ask for your blessings upon your people. Especially we pray for our young people and our children. We thank you because they are packed with potentials. And I pray, O oh God, that the potentials that are hidden in them will be stirred will be channeled so that they will become men and women of God in high places, impacting and influencing this nation.
for the cause of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We believe in you. We trust in you. Regardless of what we are involved in, Father, we pray that we will continue to pour ourselves into it and experience the joy, the delight, and the fruit of our labor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.